Hi, how's it going? My name's Matt Barr. You listen to the Looking Sideways Action Sports Podcast, the show where I try and uncover the most interesting stories in action sports and other related endeavours. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy this episode, which is episode 98. Fancy that, eh? And for this one, as serendipity would have it, I had to travel no further than my own office in Brighton, which was great. And that's because my guest, Sam Maguire, was visiting friends in Brighton, so agreed to pop in to see me on his way to the airport. Wish that could happen every week, don't mind telling you. And I'm very glad he did because this type of conversation is exactly what the Looking Sideways podcast exists for. Now, allow me to contextualise this one a little bit. It's one of the themes that has cropped up pretty consistently during the last 90-odd episodes is this idea that action sports paradoxically is actually quite a conservative world. Now that might seem like a strange thing to say for activities that began as legitimate subcultures. But the fact is that we've been discovering over the episodes that action sports fairly quickly devolved into quite straight jacketed cultures, which have been used as shackles with which to judge and even inhibit the very self-expression that is supposed to be the point of this whole thing. Now take the debate around women's big wave surfing, my interviews with Lane Beachley and Cara Beth Burnside, which are essentially stories of how the patriarchy has inhibited opportunities for high-profile women. Or perhaps a little more trivially, think of my interviews with Billy Morgan, where he talked about being ostracised for not being cool enough. Or someone like Jamie Brissick lamenting how square and conservative surf culture quickly became. It's territory that I actually explored in lengthy chin-stroking detail in a forthcoming article for the new White Lines Annual. And I bring it up here because it's pretty relevant for the following conversation, which is with, like I say, skate photographer Sam Maguire. Because let's be honest, skating is a subculture whose cultural touchstones were set back in the 60s and 70s which is still basically a SoCal-influenced affair and which traditionally has had huge issues with areas of society that have progressed rapidly in the 40 years since skating has been extant, like homosexuality, for one. Skateboarding is littered with murky anecdotes about top pros engaging in casual and occasionally violent homophobia and high-profile skaters having their careers threatened or cut short um, at the very hint of the fact that they might be gay. Um, I'm thinking notoriously of birdhouse skater Tim Von Wern, really, on that one. Um, Which is what makes Sam Maguire's story so important, really, because Sam is one of, who, like I say, is one of skateboarding's most high-profile photographers, is gay. And to admit as much in skateboarding and to be as open as Sam is about it is rare. Sam came out in a frank and courageous interview in Yenkem, sorry, Jenkem, don't know why I gave it the silent J there, a few years ago, and in doing so went a long way towards normalising the idea of a high-profile skateboarder being open about their sexuality. At the same time, his work with skate skatism has also helped shift perceptions, because while, like I say, the prevalent skate media tends to push the same SoCal heavy narrative, there is a growing strand of skate media that is widening the cultural net in skateboarding, skatism, pushing borders, and so on. This strand actively chaffs against the skatriarchy, as they neatly call it, 
And in doing so, he's helping slowly but surely to help change the cultural landscape in skateboarding. And if you ask me, it is much overdue. And that's exactly why I wanted to get Sam on the podcast. Lots of levels to this conversation. And hopefully that preamble provides some context to what's going to follow. I'll be back at the end. In the meantime, here's me and Sam Maguire. Enjoy. Sam, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. Mon- Monday morning. Yeah, sunny. Yeah. It's yeah. nice this because when we were uh, trying to sort this out, this the only, you know, my dream is always like, ah, oh, people come to Brighton. Yeah. Come and hang out, do it at the office. Yeah. Have a coffee. Um, never happened. Mm-mm. Literally never happened. You know, it's always like, ah, oh, well, I'll be at this hotel in London or I'll be here. And you were like, oh, I'm going to be in Brighton. Yeah. I can come and do it at your place on Monday morning. That's kind of my my brand, I, I was, guess. Is I, that I was like, like stupid, yes. <laughs> I forgot to read the email and I guess somehow it's going to work. Oh, no, I was like, this is this is great. Yeah, yeah. this is better than London for sure yeah. to do it here. How's your weekend? It's good. Yeah, um, so you were seeing a friend, right? Yeah, I grew up with a friend who yeah, married a British woman. They moved here and I was commissioned to be Mr. Lego Man at his <laughs> fifth birthday. Right. Which went over as you would think there was some really happy some absolutely terrified and then his daughter was obsessed with uh like exposing me you know <laughs> she was like i know who you are mr was, lego man yeah yeah was right to rip off the mask which i kind of was scared because i was like is that going to terrify the kids that are scared even more to watch this like wow lego what, thing what did mr lego man look like that you would <laughs> that you photo. were terrifying kids <laughs> well, i'm six four um and in this we actually did like a photo series <laughs> i mean that's through the window <laughs> oh wow it's <laughs> actually yeah i can i can i can dig that yeah yeah wow okay so brilliant but it looks like you got in you know you you, you took it seriously oh part. yeah yeah nice yeah, so it was good. Yeah. Um, good to see my friend. Yeah, and but you've been down there a, f- a few times, yeah. you saying. Yeah, it's beautiful down here. You've seen it on a good day. I think this is the nicest day I've seen it because generally, I was thinking that today, I've never been down here in the nice weather, which is funny because everyone's, so they always leave during Brighton Pride. Yeah. And they always Airbnb. Everyone does that. Yeah, they're always yeah. like, ooh, give us the gay dollars. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's terrible. And yeah. We always joke about it. Yeah. Um, but everyone's like Brighton Pride, and then there's tons of gay bars here, I guess. So Yeah, Camp Town. Pe- yeah, people are always like, how have you not been to Brighton? But every time I come, I go see them, and it's just like the worst weather. Yeah. And it's generally in the winter. I feel like it's always January or like November, so it's not necessarily... And it's just dark. Yeah. So I do want to come when dark it's... Dark and windy. And they just had their kid... I think in May. So when I was here all spring or all summer, there right. was just like a newborn and it's locked down. Yeah. Yeah, you probably I don't know how a party weekend goes. I was going like to say they're, they're probably they're probably not out in Camp Town, I no. would have thought. Yeah. And it feels a little weird to be like, "Hey, can I come down and just like stay with you?" Yeah, yeah. while this kid is probably going crazy and I'm just going to go out. Yeah. Yeah, you, you <laughs> and got go swimming and go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um but you've been in London all summer, right? Yeah. Right. And yeah. so basically you you're 
sort of routine is London and LA. Is yeah. that right? The how dream, you, yeah. How long have you been doing that? A while. Uh, like six or so, maybe eight years. Because generally what I do, it kind of started like years ago. I would come over here for shoots. Um, and then I met someone and was kind of like living over here with them. Um, but a lot of it is if you're coming to Europe, you kind of have to pick um, from L.A. It's like you either go to London, you go to Charles de Gaulle or you go to Amsterdam, maybe Amsterdam. Yeah. And you pick like an airline. Right. And so randomly, I just I think I had come to London for a shoot and I was on American and I had a lot of miles. So I just kept picking. And sometimes like if you let's say you fly to Berlin, right, there's not really a direct route from L.A. So you've got to go through something. Yeah. And it's sometimes cheaper if I just come to London and then either go to Gatwick or just get a separate flight from Heathrow. So I just kept building the miles up and then like and then you get hooked in. Yeah, that's what happened with me with American as well, actually. Yeah, faithfully took one flight. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, I get the miles. Yeah. If I keep doing that. You're like, I'll get the miles if I fly to Rome and back. And you just end <laughs> up, and then you're like, wait, do I fucking need this 300 miles? But um, I have a lot of friends here. So it would kind of turn into like, all right, I'm going to go to Africa for the shoot. Right. I'll go to London and then stay for a week and then kind of get acclimated, see everybody, go to meetings. There's tons of agencies. Yeah. There's lots of, there's a lot of cool stuff going on. Yeah. Um, I don't love the winters, so it was kind of, I would come in the winter and it would just be like, this is, it's cool for a week, but it would get tough because it is dark it is, all it is. the time. Yeah, I was thinking about that today, actually, because it's start, we're at that kind of weird time of the year where the clocks haven't changed, so mm. it's dark when I get up already, and then, you know, pretty soon is the six months of darkness. And then in London, it's a bit, because at least here you could... The sunset stretches a bit more by the ocean. You yeah, know, you have it's that not sense of buildings you have that and, sense of space, which yeah. I think is important. Yeah, and you're just above ground a bit more. Yeah. London, if you're running around and doing meetings and talking to like agencies and all that stuff, you're just like you're literally underground all day. Yeah, and then it's dark, and then you're in a bar. Yeah, and it's just four days can go by, and you're like, and what? then you're anemic. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and then you start like, getting. I haven't eaten anything. <laughs> and then you start getting rickets. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Right. Okay. And you were just uh, um, pushing borders as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was over, really cool. Actually. Yeah. I missed it this year. Okay. I, I Did went, you go last I year? I went to the one in London. Okay. I thought it was really great, actually. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. And it looked like this year really kind of built yeah. upon the first one. Yeah. Were you speaking? Really yeah. I I don't know what it's called. Directed a panel. Yeah. Me and Tobias, who I believe is the online editor. Oh, I'm going to get in trouble for all these. He's like, the skating guy, right? Know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we just had a panel about it's tough because I think some of what I like doing is like a lot of people just haven't met queer people or gay people and they don't know what a lot, a lot of people just don't know what queer means even. Yeah. And so I think the panel, I was like, let's just get a group of queer people on stage, like talking about things, yeah. dumb questions, good questions, whatever, because I think as much as you want to just like break down how important it was that Jonathan Van Ness came out with HIV and what the stigma is in that rugby player, you know, I think those are epic topics, but sometimes it's almost like people don't even know the nuance of that topic. Well, you don't right? need, you don't, you don't engage 
on that level do you yeah you know that that that's like the the story right you know like the cultural importance of this thing but that isn't right. how people interact day to day is it yeah and if they don't know those people or the histories or the backgrounds i don't know it's really good to have that but i was like let's just go up and like one there's gonna be six queer people on stage which who, I think who was on the panel it was brianna king Lacey baker jan herowitz and mark nichols um Brianna King is she does these like um I don't think my internet will work but she does these really cool like queer meetup she's doing a tour just like these queer meetup tours are really really cool yeah she just posted a photo from New York that had like uh, it looked like a hundred people at the skate park which is right. really cool so she I think she's going all over maybe the world but I think America just doing these like big queer meetups um Lacey Jan um Jan Horowitz is like a gay skater from South Africa or a skater who happens to be gay. I guess yeah. that was kind of the, I like a gay skater cause I think it's cool to just kind of be like, yeah, I'm fucking gay and it's fun and cool. Yeah. But I get, um, the other side. And then Mark is a filmmaker who he did a lot. I mean, he's just done a lot. And so, yeah, yeah. um, and he was kind of, I feel like the first out person in like skate media because he was filming The Storm and kind of came out and there was a whole bunch of drama with Osiris and all that yeah. sort of stuff. When was this? Kind of like the drama. Like 98 yeah. maybe? Kind of where, like when was that Tim Von Wern thing? That was like early I feel like 2000s, that was wasn't it? ish I was that even earlier. I don't even. Yeah, I'm terrible with that. If you were like, yeah, that was in '73, I'd be like, oh my god, no, I totally agree. Yeah, um, but yeah, you know that that era when it was like, what the fuck? We can't talk about got, this. Yeah, it got really. <laughs> I felt like really macho-ly homophobic at around the storm era yeah i felt like that got that was like the worst time to be gay right or queer or any like non just dude moment, yeah it's you know? it certainly didn't leave any you know imagine not imagine if you if you are or were gay at that point um you certainly would have to no doubt about your position yeah. in that culture let's say yeah yeah um so yeah, we just got up and I don't know, talked about stuff. I don't know. I it was really fun and I think people enjoyed it. Well, they, I think it's great what they're doing because they are essentially providing a platform for a side of skate culture which has previously never had a platform, right? Yeah. Um and they're not afraid to kind of talk quite intelligently and yeah. and be highbrow about it. Yeah, and there was some really good. I mean, there was like they had a a one about skate media and keeping like tr authentic skate journalism and stuff like that and there was some sort of like i don't want to say like heated exchanges but you know there was some like tough questions spoke about was that the one that hannah maybe yeah that um, was her panel yeah yeah that she she was the what is the word not compare like moderated yeah 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 she told me about that actually um what was that about then she she mentioned it tempers had flared a little i think i don't know because i was downstairs right maybe for the better because i was just nervous about uh, the panel, right. and then all that was happening and everyone came downstairs and they're like oh man it got it got a little heated upstairs I'm like no i don't want to hear that i think <laughs> basically and this is the hard part i guess with i don't know if you call it like a patriarchy or what you call it but there's sort of a system of things i feel like that's been happening in any sport in any journalism and everyone kind of well in western culture yes. let, let's call it what it is yeah, yeah. and it's 
it kind of has been this way forever and i think people have i guess accepted that's how it is and i think a lot of people are like maybe what you've come to know isn't what's best yeah and so i i think letting go of that can be a strange idea because you've known it for so long and so i think they were just talking about you know well if it's going to be a sort of like fair and just thing um i think someone the big thing was i think angie asked uh arthur from free skate how come there wasn't because i think they had talked about getting more women involved in the magazine and and angie was just like well how come there isn't and i think arthur had said something along the lines and again like i wasn't there and this is all hearsay but it was something like well if there's anyone out there you know reach out to us because we want to work with you and i think angie said something like you should reach out to us and i think the idea is like all right if there's a big story and it's a man you're finding a way to get that coverage right and so I think that the frustration is like if you really want women in it you'll find you'll find a way yeah if you really put put the onus on exactly rather than like you should reach out yeah you know um and you know it's like fair fair enough I guess on both ends and I agree with Angie it is like if you want to do this um but it's tough when that's happening in front of like (laughs) hundreds of people you know what I mean it's yeah whatever yeah um but I think it's a good thing for people to see is like, yeah, when Nyjah does something, like everyone runs after him. Yeah. So I guess why isn't it happening on the other end? And I guess there's either you're not interested or you're not used to doing it, which is also cool as well. But you just kind of, I guess, have to practice like reaching out. To well, that's why those, Im- th- those events and the stuff you're doing with skaters as well are important, right? Because like you say, you you're starting to redress that cultural sort of i'm going to use inverted commas but norm you yeah know, like status quo this yeah. is what people are used to they they go a long way to kind of helping address that is that yeah. is that why you you know almost that simple thing that you said like well here's a panel of queer people is that was that the point just to all basically just yeah. to basically like put a different you know way of looking at this in front of people yeah and i kind of was like i don't Again, like, I'll use my life, and I think it's... I like humor. I like talking about dumb things in my life. I'll talk about me all day, but I'm not, like, everyone, you know? So my dream was, like, I'm going to put together this, like, diverse panel and then just, like, leave me alone and talk to them because they're cooler than I am. And then there was people in the audience that were asking questions, and I was like, you should be on stage. Like, you sound amazing. I don't even want the microphone. Like, I just wanted to show you guys these cool people in my life. Yeah. And then you guys my should ask done. way more questions because, yeah, it was more... I guess it started because um, Vans, which I'm probably breaking NDAs and stuff, but I don't think they'll care. But Vans reached out to skatism and did... Um, they kind of... I don't know what it was but they kind of it was like hey we want to kind of make sure the brand is keeping like diverse you know what i mean and it was that awkward That's kind of progress right it was cool yeah and i think the only reason i don't think they'll care that i'm talking about it because i think it makes it's a i thought it was really cool that they yeah. did it they just basically reached out and were like we want to make sure we're not turning into like you know 
bros or anything like that. It was basically like, can we talk to, we need to have like a token gay conversation, yeah. you know, which there's no real easy way to do it. And yeah. they just went for it. And I was so hyped and was like, yeah, yeah let's is, talk, let's hang out. That sounds very positive. Yeah. And then um, ended up meeting a lot of people at Vans, talking to a lot of people. A lot of people there had like really similar stories, like gay brothers there's gay people that work there and i was kind of just like man i wish people knew gay people worked at vans because like i don't think i never thought of that until then i just i, I feel bad saying it but i didn't picture vans as like it's weird because when you say it, you're like i didn't picture them as this like hyper diverse place where like gays and queers and would work but then you're like i guess why not yeah because you know? that because if you you know that's society yeah and, and clearly you know that yeah. is that is the reality of it but we were but we it's not talked about i guess yeah and it? i think that was kind of the idea of the panel is we met up in la and we were talking and one of the guys that worked there started talking about his daughter and i was just like it was weird and then he's like yeah me and my husband and so i was just it was trippy to see all yeah be like so connected and they cared and they were like yeah we well, just want to help like build stuff and all that and so i guess that was the goal of the panel was kind of like that Vans thing where there was a lot of people that I don't think encountered, you know, certain parts of the gay world. We were just talking and I think one of them asked something like, oh, you know, I was like, why don't you guys put like a rainbow on the shoe? And they were like, oh, would you be into that? And it's like, yeah, for sure. You know, and not every gay person wants a rainbow, but it's just kind of like there were there were some funny, dumb questions that were almost like adorable, you know, yeah. it was just cool to give them the space to ask that. And so I think the panel, yeah, was like, here's people that you could kind of ask any question within reason, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah, there was a, a guy from Russia that asked, and he was like, how do I, like, how do I be more supportive? He was like a straight guy who's like, how do I be more supportive in this world that like, I don't have anything to do with like i don't, don't have, have any, any reference don't have any reference points yeah i don't have yeah. gay friends i live in russia where it's kind of very very um homophobic yeah, yeah. and it was kind of funny because i was like i don't i don't know actually like i don't have that question <laughs> but i think the fact you're at this panel is like a really good start yeah and we all just kind of talked and i think it was a cool i guess moment for people to be like whoa yeah never thought of that but yeah i guess it is it's strange as like i guess a straight man how do you enter that world of jumping into like a gay world without people thinking you're gay not that it's bad but you know what i mean you're just kind of like how do i enter this thing i know nothing about or support it or whatever so. well how do you how do you escape it being about your own masculinity yeah basically because yeah. that because that's what you're talking about isn't it that again again it's just because people don't have the reference points i don't think yeah which is which is why it's it's really important and interesting what you know a, th a thing like pushing borders yeah in, in that way how do you you know really we were talking about megan rapinoe and you were saying that it must get tiring having to be constantly political you, yeah. know, you can't just be good at football yeah she can't she's got to have an opinion about trump yeah you know. everything she does is political how, how do you feel about that though because because obviously you, you kind of said like oh, i don't really enjoy it you know and there is a little bit about like Hey Sam, you're the you're the gay guy. For well, sure. Let's talk about this. You know, yeah. like how do, do you has that position almost been sort of foisted upon you a little bit? And for sure, yeah, it has. But I think for 
for years, I think that was what was kind of keeping me in the closet was there's this, and a lot of people do it that aren't even like in media or anything where they, it's a very common thing, I think, for people to say, you know, I just want to be me. I just want to come out and not be like, it's kind of why I always say like gay skateboarder because I like to make a bit of a joke. Yeah, because about it's like, that perception. Yeah, some yeah. people will and say. And about that label. Yeah, that and like some people are like, oh, I'm a skater who happens to be gay. And I'm like, no, sweetie, you're a gay skater. It's like, you should be proud yeah. and say it. But I get it. But I guess I'm just like, I think people do the, okay, I want to come out, but I don't want ever, I don't want it to become about that. And it's like, it already is about that. Your whole life is about whether that. You, whether you want yeah, to acknowledge whether that Whether you want not. it to be that or not, it is. That changed everything because of like the politics and all that stuff. And I know? guess in skateboarding and then following that line of thought, it's, it's almost even more polarized. Right, so which is, and it's like Megan, Megan playing soccer and becoming so successful and like everything she does is kind of a weapon is kind of political you know it just is but i think she, maybe a it's got to be incredibly annoying for her but b i think you kind of know that going in which would still be annoying but yeah i think coming out yeah i definitely was like okay i think it's i think it's gonna turn into that like i'm a the token person for a lot of people but also i was really excited to be because it was like all right this sucked for a while and so yeah. maybe if i just didn't care anymore you know i was dating someone and my ex before that it was a big thing you know like i used to have to hide him and like would make up names and i i just felt bad i still feel bad for that you know because it was just like how shitty that would feel to yeah. just be hidden all the time so I think when I was with my last ex, I was like, I'm not doing that. I don't want to fuck this up. Yeah. I want, I'm just tired of it. You know, I'm not that good at lying and hiding and all that stuff. And it just got exhausting. So well, I was going to say like emotionally, that must just be very tiring. For sure. And then you kind of get wise to it and you're like, people put things together. Do you know what I mean? And like, not that they know, it's just kind of like something's off, you yeah. know? And so... I think I was just like, all right, I'm ready. Because before I had like met my ex and was just like drinking and doing lots of drugs and just like not very happy. And it was just kind of like, I either need to end this, like I need to die or I just need to end this and like cut off all this misery or this is just going to be a stupid life. You know what I mean? So it was kind of like, let's just cut that off, start over. And then it's like, that's kind of, I always joke like, oh, I don't. I don't put anything in closets anymore, you know, like no secrets <laughs> sort of thing. Cause yeah. I just don't, there's nothing that I really have to hide anymore, you know? And I guess I wanted to just try to crack that for other people for it to be easier. And right. just like, yeah, I guess you kind of are like, it becomes political, but that can be cool. Sometimes. Yeah. It's no, I don't know. It doesn't really bother me. I guess it's like I love being gay and I love the gay world. So it's kind of like, yeah, let's talk about it. Um, and ideally, m more people talk about it, you know? Yeah. But I'm happy to. You see, know? see, you were aware of that, that coming out would carry that. I'm going to, again, invert the commas, like responsibility yeah. because I, because it's so rare in skateboarding. You kind of yeah. knew that whether you liked it or not you were probably going to have to fulfill that position. Yeah, and I didn't think I would be, like, here, you know, on a podcast or something. Because a lot of people knew I was gay. 
And then I just figured I would get emails and like when I would see people, they'd get all drunk and be like, oh man, my uncle's gay. That's so cool. Which like did happen, but I didn't think, I think it was a weird storm because like social media was getting big at the time. And I think people's minds were more open to stuff and it just kind of was like a bit of a perfect storm. And then, yeah, I didn't, I didn't expect like, I don't know. Yeah. I didn't quite, expect that quite, much. Yeah. I figured I would get emails and like, you know, companies might be like, Hey, we want to work with like gay people, but it would be more of like, you know, they'd be all quite like gay people, you know, yeah. and then we would have meetings or whatever, but it's actually been really cool. It was like the opposite. I don't know. I came out and it was just like, everyone was like pretty excited about it, you know? Um, and I guess some of that I wanted to put out in the world is like, it's my experience is unique, you know, but I think like there's space for it, you know, for like queer, trans, gay people. They, they might not hate you as much as you think, you know? So I think that was my dream is like, look, I did this and like overall was like pretty positive, you know? And so maybe just like take a risk yourself and try with that person that you don't think like one kid hit me up on Instagram and was like, Oh man, a friend of mine says like faggot all the time. And I was like, you know, what's funny is like, you're going to come out to him and that's going to be your best friend. Yeah. In the weirdest of ways. Um, and he was cool. He's like, can I call you? I was like, sure. Called. And he's like, Oh, it's just like driving me crazy. And I was like, no, I know that's how it was with me too. He's like, I'm just like, I'm just going to come out. Like, okay. Yeah, do it. Like <laughs> sweet. And then he came out everyone was cool and then that guy that had said faggot all the time like came up to him and was like dude i'm really sorry like i know that word sucks and yeah blah, blah blah and they ended up becoming and i don't know if they're like best friends still but it's just like i guess that was the whole point was to try to be like just maybe try if you're safe i mean being trans i think is a bit different some families are a bit different yeah. you know obviously if you're not in like a safe environment you know um I've been like super lucky and I don't want people to be like, Oh yeah. Hey everyone. Like, yeah, this, sure. That. And then they start getting beat up or they're well, not safe, but the, the kind of the almost surprise slash relief that you felt at the positive, positive response really comes across in like stuff like Jenkum interview. Yeah. And, you know, when you've talked about it before, it definitely seems like you were pleasantly surprised at the, yeah. at the way that people responded to it. I was, it's weird. I was and like, then I started thinking like, well, I don't know why it wouldn't be like, I don't know. I guess I don't know what I was thinking was going to happen. Yeah. But it was more of that language like in vans or on photo shoots or like at, in vans as far as like in the vehicle. Like sure. Not yeah. At the brand. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, and then just certain things people would say about like, you'd see gay couples around and people would like make little comments where you're like, Ooh, not quite there yet. Yeah. You know, sure. Like, I don't feel safe but i guess you just have that fear i don't know i never i never really figured out what i thought would happen there was definitely some really weird times that would happen where like people would be drunk and see gay people and you're like mm, maybe there'd be some violence and i don't really want to right so you, you, you did think that yeah and that was maybe more in like 2010 um but yeah i think some of it too was just like all right i know a lot of people I feel like I'm pretty likable. I'm like a tall, I'm pretty big. So I don't think physically people are going to go after me. And I'm kind of just like a white dude who's gay. It's kind of, 
the easiest card to play, I think. Yeah. So it's kind of just like, okay, I did it, and now I'm just trying to force people to have that conversation. So if you're like, you know, a trans woman in Wyoming or something, that's a, a bit that's a more difficult card to play. Sure. But I was just like, maybe now you just have a person and then there's more people coming out. And like, I wasn't the first and like, whatever. But that's, I guess, why I just continue talking more is because it's just like, I think that's, oh, there was some meme recently that was like, that's kind of your, your weight in life is to give people that space that don't have sort of like your luxury you know what i mean yeah um so it's like if there's like a a trans woman in wyoming that can't figure out how to whatever i think it's like a little bit of your role if you if you've been dealt an easier card to kind of try to facilitate like sure a road that's a bit easier for them not that you know or not that I have any clue what that road would be, but it's just kind of my way, I guess. Of, and yeah. It's, it's like skatism, too. It's like, okay, here's a little bit of things. Hopefully your journey is, like, a little easier. It's Everyone's journey is, like, unique, so there's no one way that it's going to be like, here's this, and now yeah. you're there. It's just kind of, like, building a community and making, like, safe spaces and stuff like that. Well, that is a responsibility, isn't yeah. it, that, that you're describing, really? You yeah. Know, that you feel like which is generous and is that is that that common no and i guess that's what i was thinking i think maybe that's what skating stopped doing i felt like it used to be like that when i was a kid it, well maybe it was just because everyone was like a fucked up just punk kid that was at a certain place and they're like oh no one accepts you you know well that's like, the sort of paradox of skateboarding though isn't it you yeah. know it's like this whole everybody says this don't they everybody i've interviewed who's got a background in skateboarding always says this is always like, you know why well, I found my community, you know, I was a misfit. I was yeah. like, but then, you know, the paradox is that it's actually like a massively conservative. Oh yeah. When you get into the actual culture of it, yeah. it is hugely conservative. Yeah. Um, and pretty unaccepting of difference in a, in a lot of ways. Yeah. yeah. Which must be, if you're growing up as a gay skateboarder, challenging yeah to reconcile yeah was that your experience yeah yeah but it's something that like luckily in this weird way i can kind of hide you know what i mean How so you mean? like there's not really a gay dress or like a gay way of i mean we do have like gay slang and stuff like that but if i wanted to blend in you know i could whereas if i was like black or if i was trans or yeah, something sure. like that something that's visual i can't just like you can't stop that you yeah. know but if i wanted to fit in which for years i would change just certain things and dress certain ways and i had this double life where i would you know go out to the gay clubs in la and just be a different person and then go skating and be a different person and it makes me laugh looking back now because sometimes i'd run into my gay friends when we were like out shooting and they would just like make fun of me and it would it would be so uncomfortable and they right. they also knew that life because they'd done that at some point in their life as well that's sort of like there's a word for it like double switching or code switching i believe yep. you know um and they would be like you know bye we'll leave you alone with like the straight boys and the straight guys would just be like who like Who's your mate? Yeah, who was that? You know, and I'm sure a lot of people knew, but at, yeah. there was, at, at least I had this weird benefit of just like... You could do it. Hiding it, yeah. yeah which makes its own unique, like, bizarre shit as well, because then yeah. you're just like, fuck, dude, I'm living these, like, weird 
double lives and I'm going to some premiere, but I want to go to my friend's birthday at the Abbey and people are like, where are you going? Um, you know, my friend's birthday. Oh, let us come. And you're just like, oh, you can't come. Cause there's like go-go boys everywhere. There's no way to even like yeah. fake this, you know? Um, so it added a lot of stress also cause you just can't really like talk about your personal life, which I never realized how tough that was, yeah. you know, cause people, magazines, editors, like skaters, journalists, like, Oh, how are you doing? Like, how is this? And you're, it would just be like, good. Yeah. You know, how's life at home? Good. Yeah. And you know, what's well, important though, isn't it? Yeah. Cause it's, well, you, you told the story about, you could friends with Ollie Barton, right? Mm. And that was really striking in the, the Jenkin thing. Yeah. Where you, I mean, you mentioned that his, basically him reaching out and acknowledging it was, yeah. was massively important. That's another. Because of this emotional reason, because it was, because you could be yourself and tell the truth, right? Yeah. And that was another thing I wanted to try to tell people was like, it's okay to reach out. You know, a lot of people will be like, oh man, I'm sure you get this question a lot. And you're like, you know, it's funny. Like I actually don't. No right. one, no one really, I think they think that I get asked a lot, but nobody takes that step. So Ollie doing that was like so life changing. And I can still remember it was almost like I saw it coming, you know, like I was driving on the freeway and was like, Oh my God, Oh my God, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And it was really? so exciting. Cause right. I was like, Oh, and I remember talking to my dad though. I, I love my dad. And you know, when I came out, I came out in this email and he kind of said like, I knew you were gay for a long time. And I just, decided to let you deal with it i remember being so angry like really you could have helped me manage this weight yeah. you know i've been dealing with this weight on my own for so long and ollie just coming up and just saying like you know i just i remember i forget what we were talking about and i was just like uh and he for months he was making like all these gay jokes and like you know sending me like gay memes and stuff and i was i mean ollie's like a pretty open person and I was just like why does he keep sending me all this stuff and then we were talking and I could hear the conversation getting weird and was like oh shit he's about to do he's it. gonna go there yeah this is gonna be amazing yeah and then he just said something like does it weird you out like do you have to oh he did it really seamlessly it was like do you have to watch who you talk about it with or who you tell and that was it yeah it was like real easy and I was like well I don't know it's kind of weird and then i'm sure he heard me crying but i like pulled over and was like oh my god like i was just crying he's like yeah that's got to be crazy because like and he was like people know but like you don't talk to people about it and it was like this really weird roundabout way of yeah. kind of like giving me a hug and just being like he yeah. sounds like a good friend yeah it's amazing really cool um and it was so weird and you're just like okay thanks all it was just like a normal phone call and you're like okay bye and i just like sat on the freeway like fuck, what just happened yeah you know what i mean um and that was kind of another story to, to kind of like straight or people with friends in the community that are struggling. It was like, ah, oh, you should reach out to them and just kind of like, I still talk to people online all the time. They're like, oh, who do I tell? And I just am like, just tell me who the fuck it is. Like, who's your best friend? And I'll just tell them to like, go tell you because it just kind of sucks. You yeah. Know I mean, it's way easier if someone's like, hey. Like, we know you're gay. Yeah. How do we manage this? And you're like, oh, thank God. Like, and it's that first person that's always kind of yeah. the hardest. So one of the questions I did have for you, you've told the story about how you were at a party. I can't remember who it is now. I think it's a friend of yours who basically 
effectively was like, hey, Sam's gay, everybody. Oh, yeah, Uyghur. Yeah. <laughs> and um, that was kind of funny. No, it was really funny. Actually. Yeah. So how did that feel? Because when, when, when I read that, I remember thinking like, you didn't seem like you had a lot of power in that situation about, did you, do you know what I mean? Like it yeah. was almost like that had been I decided it, for yeah. you. Does that make sense? Yeah. And it kind of, I don't know. I think some, you spend, and this is just me, you know what I mean? Everyone has like their own story, but I think in my story, it was this thing I'd like held on to forever, you know? And it was like, no, you get like a little morsel of knowledge and you get a little, and I think that was just, the world being like let go of this thing yeah. you know what i mean because you're holding on to it and also like it was arguably my worst nightmare you know what i mean and then it probably happened. the thing probably the thing that you'd oh feared feared yeah. the most right you but know? it was like one of the most fun nights i've had yeah and nobody it, i mean people cared we were really drunk so that kind of helped but yeah, yeah he just kind of like it was at sammy winter's like board release party and I don't even remember why I was there. I didn't really know Sammy that well. And I don't love like skate events. I just was there and Uyghur was there and Uyghur knows Mark really well. And we would always kind of hang out and, um, yeah, he just was like, I think maybe I had told someone that he knew and he was like, Oh, I heard you finally came out to so-and-so that's so cool. And then he was like, let's just turn this into your coming out party. Like, fuck Sammy's board. Sammy's been pro forever or whatever. I mean, Uyghur's <laughs> the best human a lot. He's so cool. Um, so it turned into like a really positive thing. Yeah. And, but he was, I don't know. He did it really brash. Like he just kept saying faggot all the time, which like, what I think maybe in the gay community, it's less of a, a bad word. I mean, it's still pretty jarring. Yeah. Um, he doesn't mean anything bad by it, but he kind of was like, I think we walked up to Jerry Sue and he's like, I think he was like, you know, Sam's a faggot. And Jerry was like, Whoa, crazy. Like this is a, that was a crazy sentence to hear. And yeah. I was like, yeah. And he goes, no, Sam's gay. This is like his coming out party. And Jerry's like, Oh fuck. Yeah, that's cool. And like, cheers. And then he was like, a lot of people are always like, how long? I don't know why that's like their reaction. Like, how long have you been? I don't know. It's, yeah. I think maybe just where When did you go. get your diagnosis? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it was just kind of funny. And then, um, yeah, we just like, he. I mean, he was like grabbing me by the neck and taking me everywhere and just telling everybody. And some people were like, no, I already I know. Why is like weird? Everyone knows here. And I was yeah. like, wait, everyone knows? And then I remember we went to... Like, Mike O'Mealy was there, and he said something to Mike O'Mealy, and I could tell Mike, like, knew how, I guess, like, big that was. Yeah. Because I don't think, I don't know, maybe he didn't hear anything at all, but he was like, wait. It was almost like he, like, muted Uyghur and was like, are, like, are you okay? Are yeah, you? yeah. You know what I mean? He's yeah. like, that's kind of crazy. That's, that's amazing. A big, that's a big thing. And then he hugged me and was like, dude, that's so cool. And that kind of hit me and was like, wait, I think this, I th almost like I think it's over. Do you know what I mean? And everyone was cool and, I don't know, whatever. It was just, like, a drunken night. But that was, like, the worst nightmare I'd ever thought of. Yeah. And then you're just at Cantor's. And then it was probably, like, an hour. And I was like, well, I kind of want to go home. Yeah. Not, not in a bad way. I was just like, I don't want to be at Cantor's anymore. Yeah, sure. And then I was, like, on the bus home, like, what the fuck just happened? Like, no one messaged me, like, dude, what the fuck? I think O'Mealy messaged me, like, dude, I'm so happy for you. And then I just woke up the next day and, like, life was fine yeah it was just so weird because it happened so quickly where you're just like this weight you held on to forever is just kind of 
gone. Yeah. So I think that's kind of what did inspire the Jankum thing where it was like, oh, shit, maybe I should. Because I think a few people at that party were like, oh, dude, my brother's gay. And like, I mean, that stuff happens all the time. Still. Yeah. Like, I, he doesn't know what to do. Like, all right. Yeah. So, so have you noticed, because one of the things we've been talking about basically is like your own self-perception and what, before you came out, like how you imagined the reaction would be and then obviously you came out and, and perhaps it was slightly different from your perception. Yeah. So have you noticed a change in in the way that gay people are perceived in skate culture these days now? Like, um, what is it, like five years? Yeah. Five, six years? Because outwardly, you know, we've talked about quite a few signs of sort of progress. Like, yeah. Um, obviously, Brian Anderson coming out is like a huge thing as well yeah. for skateboarding. Um, do you think things are changing? Do you think there's there's more acceptance? I think there is. And this was something that I was talking about at uh pushing borders where it was like someone had brought something up and i was like let me ask you this like do you think skateboarding is this way or the marketing of skating is this way you know because to me those are like two different worlds and kind of where we started skatism that's a really good point actually where it's like i actually i think i mean there's well, that's like the sorry to intrude, but that's like the, again the Tim Von Wern argument, isn't it? Or like even the interview that I did with Cara Beth Burnside, where she was talking about um, her struggles, whatever. It, it, it is a market argument that's made, isn't it? It yeah. is like, oh no, we can't talk about that because ultimately it'll affect sales, or yeah. you know. And that's a very industry-focused viewpoint, isn't it? Well, and, and I think it's shifting. Like we were, we were talking about the World Surf League and the, yeah. them not doing the contests and. I guess anymore I'm like, well, fuck them. Like, yeah. Your, yeah, that's a, the, an interesting your thing case. exists regardless of if they give you like a prize money at the end of that, right? Yeah. Like everything that you have going for you, everything in your culture is there. Um, like someone was speaking at Pushing Borders and they were like, yeah, this company, they wouldn't get me on any trips. They wouldn't get me on that. And I like that sucks and it's really fucking annoying, but it wasn't. It, I'm just like, fuck that brand. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you're such a good skater. You're such a cool person. And I guess it annoys me that, like, it's like that shitty of a brand can affect someone's life so much because you're like, that brand's going to go out of business in like three years. And yeah. Fuck them. You're an amazing person. You inspire people everywhere. And I know that it sucks financially. You're probably not in as good of a spot, but like, fuck it. You know, like, so I don't know. As far as the skate world, I think it's improved a lot. You know, like you have Unity. Unity's like a big queer group skate. I don't know. Like it kind of just does everything up yeah. in Oakland. Um, I think they've just started another board brand. Um, Brianna had that queer skate day that had like looks like a hundred people. So I guess from my eyes, yeah, it's getting better industry wise. I don't. I would probably argue it's not much better, but yeah. it's like a little bit better. Um, I think it's changed because the journalism side of things is like gone away a little bit. Everything's kind of advertorial, you know? So it's As like, in like the traditional skate media that yeah, kind of perpetuated you know, that classic. You used to have Big Brother or, you know, a magazine that could sort of take an objective tone towards something like, yeah. you know, how come skating isn't, you know, sponsoring gay people. And then that kind of puts heat on a brand. Whereas now 
you have brands that are commissioning that content and they're generally not like commissioning content that's like why aren't we doing as good as we could be doing so i don't know it's tough because also it's hard you can't really say the two are separate you know you can't say like okay the media is this and then the real thing is this because they all live off each other yeah um well it's the argument as well isn't it does do they reflect society or is their job to kind of push an agenda that society can can use to to sort of change positively yeah. if you like and there's there's a bit of both going on there i think yeah there? and i think certainly in skateboarding it has been a massive cop out almost that you know to sort of use the argument to say no we can't really do that because of this you yeah know? and then like pushing borders like jim was there jim thebode um there's this guy daniel stankovich was there he works with nike i feel like i've seen a few other people and i forget and i apologize if i forget but I was a little disappointed because I know that there was a lot of people in Europe doing things that they could have gone. And so as I'm like speaking and I'm looking out in the crowd and I'm like, okay, has skating gotten like more diverse or whatever? I guess a part of me wanted to call out like companies and just like, is it? Cause nobody's out here. You know yeah. what I mean? This is all, I'm like up here with all these queer people and we are talking to queer people that are eating up every word and it's fucking gorgeous and yeah. everything's cool, you know, but it's, there's no one, Jim's there like taking notes. You know what I mean? He's so cool. He's just like, oh shit, oh shit. And he's learning so much and you're just like, cool. Deluxe is like trying and he is just like, making sure that they're creating like a world same with nike and i'm not just saying them they're the only ones but i think that was a telling thing of just like wait so you have the most like diverse cultural discussion this is like something everyone should attend and then they're not there and i'm like i think that tells something of like you could companies have money they could send people they, yeah. there could be more of this and i know pushing boards doesn't want to be this like corporate retreat and all that sort of stuff but it's like there should be more people from these companies yeah. to help make stuff but then the more of it that happens the more likely that will because that's what it, you know on this discussion those things are the last to, to change and get it aren't they you know when it gets to market and mm. you know when brands are involved that there is there is actually change because yeah it's they're like seeing, a band they're becoming seeing, really big they're seeing money in it basically yeah. and for right or wrong it's a fairly decent indicator isn't it of, yeah of that i mean that event has a really valuable place i think in the in the community yeah. and the culture because it, you know that they're, they're out there they're they're kind of leading the way, aren't they? Yeah. You know, with this discussion. Yeah. And it's similar with what you're doing with skatism though, right? Yeah. I mean, and that in was skate media. kind of where when I came on and Osh was always really, he would always be like, I don't want the magazine necessarily to have a voice. I think we want to just be a platform for everyone's voice to be heard, you know, which I really loved. And I think is a cool thing. So it's like, you can work with, like any interview is kind of a Q&A because um, we don't want it to be like a narrative that we're, we're telling their story through our narrative. It's more of like, a, okay, sometimes I don't love Q&As. I kind of like a narrative, but I really love that idea where it's like, okay, I'm not taking your words and telling my story. It's almost a bit dry, like what's your story? Yeah. And then you get the platform sort of thing. Um, and a lot of, I mean, there's a ton of independent skate mags that are doing that. Yeah, know? there's still a really healthy it's sort really of scene cool. and independent culture, isn't there? Yeah. 
Um, and I think there's this more and more of that where I think people are getting, I don't know. I think they just want to read that sort of stuff or have, I don't know, their world represented. Yeah. Like a different, different narrative from, from what is again, you know, pretty conservative take on, on this culture really, isn't it? Yeah. You know, traditional sort of skate media. Yeah. So how'd you get involved with skatism? Um, so I got involved years ago. I was shooting with Lacey. Um, I had a studio in Hollywood and randomly Lacey came, Lacey was in town cause Lacey lives in New York and Lacey just got like fag tattooed here had grown out like some armpit hair and had just like a, forget what, what they were wearing but just cool photo up like this brown backdrop it was just like we just literally like were catching up and just shot a few photos and then um mock and osh mock started skatism grew up outside of athens i forget which town but lives in athens and osh was in athens for school they reached out hey we're gonna do um an interview with Lacey. And I think now looking back, I think Lacey knew that the interview, I think the interview had happened. So maybe there was that connection that right. I just didn't know about. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, and then it was, yeah, I just sent them the pictures. They used like the, the rainbow smoke one. And then the portrait was the cover. And I think it was like a color scheme they wanted and they want every spine to be a color of the rainbow. So after seven issues, if you put it on the, the wall yeah you know, it's like the rainbow and so they're like oh this is perfect um and then yeah it was like oh, i would love to shoot for the next one um they wanted to do two a year it was like i think that's feasible because yeah. i think a lot of people get pretty like horny with magazines like oh we'll do like one a month yeah. you know all it's this a lot of work it's so much work yeah um, it's a lot of thankless work as well yeah well it's a lot of sales isn't it Let's well and that honest. was the other thing <laughs> to be honest with you and that's kind of what i said to them was like i've done a lot of this stuff yeah and it is a lot of thankless like not paid yeah you put a lot of your money into it and i was just like i really do want this yeah but i really am trying to get like a, a f- a photo career going and I'm I've been like kind of transitioning out of shooting just skating and doing like more commercial stuff yeah and so I was just like I have a pretty big plate full mentally you know that I just tend to get like fixated on things and I'm like oh if we do this magazine and I get too invested I'm just gonna get like obsessed with it you yeah know? um so we kind of did issue two I shot Jeff and Gabe of unity like went up to oakland and was kind of like okay i could do this stuff yeah and kind of like work on things um but then i was at my friend um patrick and phoebe's wedding they got married in greece and that's where mock lives and met him and was just talking with him and was like fuck now i'm getting like kind of sparked to do this magazine thing and then i met with osh and it was kind of like all right well, now I'm fucked. Like, I'm in. you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, this committed. is really cool. So let me know. Like, I'm down to officially be on, which is really funny because, like, no one's making money. You know what I mean? So you're like, I don't even know how that induction process. I think you just literally, like, include me. Basically, it's like, give me an email, I guess. Or I don't know. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. What, um, what job title do you want? <laughs> yeah. And I think they were just like, okay, you'll be photo editor or photo direct i think it's anything to do with like the production of photos but now it's things are shifting and like um 
we're trying to or we're in the process of starting like a creative agency within skatism that's like oh, really working with brands to right um create more diverse content but not only that but like work with more diverse crews you know more trans people more women even on the back end as far as like editors um lighting people anything like that where it's like we're just trying to use the network that we have of contributors and like oh certain brands will come to us and it's like oh okay some people recently like needed some video stuff so, okay let's like try to find um maybe there's like a trans filmer that isn't getting much work or like whatever whatever that we could get them to do this or there's like a trans writer or a queer something rather that the dream is i guess we have that like niche and we yeah. can have all these needs there's so many like pride campaigns that are happening that it's like why aren't there like queer creators doing this and i'm not even saying like me or osh or mock but it's like we know all these people that aren't getting a ton of work that there's all these like pride campaigns and things happening it's like that should be in my opinion like queer creators doing that so that's been the kind of new approach is doing the magazine but kind of reaching out pitching more yeah trying to get more video content trying to i mean there's always a bit of a joke about like the gay dollar you know what i mean but a little bit to try to fund get more channel the money from these corporations to these like queer creators so that they could maybe have a shot at like having you know living off of their art versus yeah. like working and then and the dream is like you you just like have a a queer person shoot like we're trying to get some women photographers on men's stuff because it would just be cool you know a lot of t i even get hit up to shoot a lot of women's stuff because i think some people are like oh it's i mean i know lacy and like a bunch of people but i think it's like oh sam's gay so it's like different which i agree but also it's like well i think it could be cool if um like there's a menswear brand i forget the name but they only let women shoot it and i think there's a cool perspective and i just think it'd be cool like if hannah went on tour or something with the nike guys like yeah hannah with Ishad would i think make the coolest photos yeah, you know? yeah. um but it, i think that's a hard bridge sometimes for them to gap because there's such a it's so different because you know like when you go on shoots a lot of times you hire someone who's gonna do that and get along but it's kind of more get the good job done yeah or skating it's like we need the person that's like gonna get along with them um and so i think they tend to rehire people because they know it, they'll get along with them as well but yeah. i'm just like i mean i'm just using hannah because we both know her yeah, yeah. but it's like It'd be so cool if she shot, I shot, and it would just be something different, you know? Yeah. And then it would be cool if, like, whoever was shooting I shot would, like, you know, go shoot Lacey or something like that. So yeah. that's kind of been the new approach is, like, doing the magazine and trying to pitch to companies to do more content. The other thing, just to have more visible... I always joke like it'd just be cool for companies to say the word gay more or queer more because then it just becomes less of like a weaponized opinion yeah, exactly. word and like you know trans rights are a big thing now and like having more trans visibility and like trans skaters and just having like there's you know every now and again there'll be a, a video where it's like there was one with Cher um 
And it was like a really big deal, which it should be, and it's cool, but it would be really cool if eventually it was just it wasn't like, a big check deal. out this trans skater, yeah. and you were just like excited about it, but it wasn't such a political thing. And it would be cool if once a month there was a video with like a trans skater. It would just be like a normalized sort of thing. So yeah, yeah that's the dream is we're trying to like work with companies to be like, how can we make so that you know, let's say there's five big shoe brands, maybe once a month, someone's putting out something so that it wasn't like, Oh my God, did you see this like trans video? Yeah. You know, maybe more often it's like, Oh wow. Check out this queer creator. Check out like this lesbian, check out this gay, you know, it just turns into like, and then eventually that beginning part falls off and it's like, did you just see this skater? Yeah, you know well, what I mean? Well, that's where it starts, isn't it? And that's yeah. why, I mean, I'm really interested and it's been one of the themes of what you've been talking about today you know you almost have to get that micro on it on these different levels whether yeah. it's doing a panel you know even like the insta post yeah. you guys did on skatism through the yeah. day like the gender 101 thing yeah it went a long way to show that like it is important to to basically spark that dialogue and just give people put it in front of people basically yeah and enable them to start getting used to it because like you say the more it's in front of people then the more they have to engage with it and the more they can have their prejudices and arguments dismantled in the right way really yeah and it's kind of when i came out it felt like this monumental thing and then brian came out and it was was like like broke the internet you know what i mean just like broke the world and it's cool and inspiring but imagine if you were a part of like something that for you to live your truth you like broke the world doing it it would get fucking old yeah you know I mean? it's that word tiring again right yeah and th- this whole political thing you know it's like progress will be when it isn't that political and it isn't like the personal toll or um isn't that profound right what was your perspective on that then because it was you know like such a big deal yeah it was on on like... on, a- on every level do you think it was because of the skater that he is it <laughs> There was so much to it, and I think... It's very layered, wasn't it, the whole thing? Yeah, well, I'd like... As a gay person, it's like, I knew he was gay for so long. I mean, he... Sounded like one of those kind of best-kept secrets in the industry. Yeah, and also, it's just like... You know, I think when I was really struggling, there was still that in me that was like, you know, I'm huge. I come from Iowa. There's not a lot of, like, gay people... I don't exactly like, not that there's any way to like dress gay or act gay or anything, but it was just like, all my fear was, was I knew like two gay people and the way that they acted and talked, they would get made fun of and beat up. Right. So I was like, I don't want to end up my life getting like beat up. And so I was scared to like talk away or act a certain way. And you know, it was like very macho and all that sort of stuff. And so I think when Brian came out, I remember hearing that Brian was gay and I just like lost my shit. Cause it, if, I guess we're a very similar build, a very similar background, a very similar, a lot of things. And it just, I, it, to me, it freed up and gave me so much permission to like, okay, let go of that stuff. You know what I mean? Like you don't, there's another person in your same shoes that like, I was like, Oh, I'm this snowflake that no one looks like at all. Like no one has a fucking clue what I'm going through, you know? Um, and then hearing him. So I guess that freed up so much for me that when he finally came out, it 
just like was this weird catharsis of like wow in this like creepy way i was like we did it brian you know what i mean <laughs> but more of just like uh you gave so many people that permission so like literally everyone would reference brian yeah you know what i mean he was just like the it was like brian and tim yeah tim von warren and tim ended up getting kicked off and yeah bought, you know i guess i would see tim's story as like a success story because i think he's happy now i think he lives in london i think and, he does live in london yeah, yeah i don't know i've talked to people like i think he has a dog and a yeah. husband and like if that's his dream then like he won and that's it seems like a good ending so i don't want to say like tim's ending wasn't positive but yeah i don't know there was like with brian it was just like yes i don't know it was it was just really cool yeah and he's also just like himself i don't know he's just such an epic like role model and i don't know if you've ever met him he's just like enchanting and just like the nicest human being ever and he could start a cult so quickly because it's like <laughs> anything he says you're like sure brian whatever oh he's say, he's you know? come he's the whole thing he just every, you know with every post he yeah. comes across better and better yeah you know because you can clearly see he's a man living life on his own terms and, yeah. and he's very happy yeah you know, which is I guess it comes down to this another theme that's come out from this is is this importance obviously of being that role model and the responsibility that you clearly feel and that you yeah. that you took from from Brian you yeah. know, to to make it easier for others. Yeah. Let's say. Yeah. So I I mean I loved it. I was super into it. I thought they did it well. Um it was just it just needed to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like um, and it just kind of like fucked a lot of things up. And it, I was kind of, it was weird because there's a lot of kids I don't think that knew really like who he was. Cause I think enough time had kind of changed. I mean, they knew who he was, but it, you know, it was like, we probably, you know, it's like you grew up watching pretty sweet and all this stuff. And I think people went back and watched it, but it was, I think pretty important for young kids now yeah. to kind of see that. And then, the other thing is just seeing it get so much press I think was cool and people being supportive and that's the thing with more videos even like the thing skatism posts and there's all these comments like there's the video itself and then the the views and the likes and the comments and the support that comes with it I mean sometimes it's bad but then you kind of get to see like oh shit you know if Brian posts a video and three people like it and they're like okay Brian yeah <laughs> you know it's not <laughs> You're like, ah, oh, shit. But yeah. then it's like Rolling Stone picks it up and he's everywhere. Yeah, I mean, it was, like, oh, it, it was everywhere, like, wasn't it? Want to talk about it or, yeah. you know, hear about it. So I think it was pretty big. Were you worried about the effect it'd have on your career? Yeah, for sure. And that's the fucking funniest part. I literally like, that's why I started transitioning into like commercial stuff. Cause I was like, yeah, I was going to ask actually, it's almost like you had that as a bit of a kind of plan B the way you said it. That. And, like, no one was, like, bad to me, you know? I don't want to make it seem like that, but I just kind of was, like, once I had gone through all this in my head, and I'd came out to a lot of people before everything, I think once I started hanging out with, like, all of my, like, close gay friends now, and um, there wasn't really many other gay skaters, the idea of, like, touring, I had a very specific group of people that i were like into going on tour with but i think once i had come out of the closet i was just like i'm not interested in like going back to that life so a part of me was like 
I think I'm over it, but I think I'm also just over it, you know? Like, I just didn't want to sit in a van with, like, straight people talking about straight things, listening to, like, shitty music and <laughs> drinking bad beer for the next, like, ten... You know what I mean? No offense, like, that. everyone... I know it well. Life, some of it is I'm getting older, and then some of it was, like, you know, I'd be... I just was on a different wave. Yeah, of course. And I was just kind of like, I don't want to go back to, like you know, like going on tour and not going to like gay bars or yeah. like not just feeling open. And so <clears throat> I think a part of me was like, yeah, I think it's over. And then when it, people were accepting and then like a lot of people were into like going to the gay bars and stuff. So I thought my career was going to be over. Maybe in a way I was even getting burnt and hoped that it would kind of fizzle out. But then like it ended up like, I don't know, like making it better. Really? And it got busier because like, and I guess that's another thing that I think is cool for people to see is like a lot of people you see now, it's like the more authentic you are, the more people gravitate towards it, right? Yeah, so it's true. kind of like, there's not another one of you. So if you're looking at somebody, okay, Tony Hawk is doing this, I'm going to like emulate what he's doing. It's like, well, Tony's already done it, so don't yeah. do it. Like just lean into who you are and that... I think just whatever what, coming out, I think people were just like, fuck, that's cool. And people would just like email me and be like, I, we just want to talk. And then I would end up getting work because and I had nothing to do with being gay or anything. I think they were just like, wow, this is like a cool. And like with Lacey, Lacey's like so authentically themselves that it's just like you gravitate towards it because you're like, fuck, this is, I don't know. It's just inspiring, you know? Um, so yeah, I ended up getting more work. Um, and then Jan, I met Jan on some trips and that kind of helped cause it was like, oh, he's a gay skater um, working with Lacey. It, it, weirdly like things got busier cause yeah, I would do things with Lacey and you're like, oh cool. Like I don't even have to, you know, if I'm with a group of straight guys, it's like not that it's bad, but there's just different jokes like that we'd make and all that sort of stuff. Um, be like, okay, cool. It's like a bunch of straight people and maybe a queer person amongst it, possibly. But then I would be working with like Lacey and you're like, oh shit, this is like the dream. Cause now I'm with someone of the community and we would like go to a gay bar and talk about what we were going to shoot. And you're like, oh, this is so fucking bizarre because now it's like, and then you'll talk to people at Nike that like know what that gay bar is, right? Yeah. Or there's like gay people that work at Nike now. We're just like, this is fucking crazy. Cause like when I was over it, I just was tired of it being like very homogenous and like yeah. this certain way where now there's like a gay person that works at Nike SB, you know, and we're talking on Instagram and he's like, are you going to Lacey's like queer thing in New York? I can't wait to go. And you're just like, I never thought this world would collide, you know? So it's kind of been this funny like I kind of got over it and then that happened and then it's just been getting more pushing borders was like so cool because I was even really nervous like oh, I don't deal well with like big groups of skaters and all that sort of stuff and then it's just like I didn't want to go but it was different it wasn't like dudes crushing beers on your head that, you know what I mean it was people <laughs> yeah, like it wasn't that thing hey we're gonna go swimming or like do you want to come with us or we're gonna go do karaoke and yeah it was just like a different world than that sort of like rock chaos world which was also fun in itself yeah you know but it, i just think 
yeah, I didn't accept, I guess, expect that it would go that way. So, well, I guess you, you know, we, we've talked about this having to live two roles and, you know, essentially act and, and it must translate to your work as well. Right. Yeah. You know, presumably, cause that thing you were talking about, about authenticity kind of struck me cause it's the same thing is true for creativity, isn't it? You know, the more comfortable people are with their self-expression, the, you know, a bit of a sweeping statement, but the better and more honest the work tends to be, right? Mm. So did you find it as much of a change in your work? Could you express yourself in in a more honest way? Yeah. And I think like working relationships, you know, with brands, um, with magazines and stuff like that. Cause I remember I worked a lot with the skateboard mag and I just remember, I just remember like none of them would have cared at all. They were all really cool, but I just remember like going to the office and just, I don't know, it's hard to explain. You just feel like you have like a mole on your face or something that right. like everyone's staring at and nobody wants to bring up. And not a lot of times people are going to be like, Hey, we heard you're gay. It's all cool. Like, I don't, I mean, I wish again, they would, but I just knew that wasn't going to happen. And so I think there was a bit of me that's like, okay, once they find out if it doesn't go well, it's going to be weird. So there's like a bit of a wall, you know? Um, and when that wall's done, it's kind of like I'm sitting in vans talking to people about like the craziest stuff. And you're just like, this is fucking crazy. But at least then you can like um, create those like genuine relationships. Do you know what I mean? Where you're not like, uh, okay, wait, don't get, don't like talk about your friend who's like a producer on Drag Race because then you have to explain Drag Race and then they're going to want to know why you know what Drag Race is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. you're like, oh shit, you're just kind of like talking. And yeah. You're like, fuck, this is how like genuine people or people yeah. just form this like a genuine norm. this is normal this is normal yeah, right yeah. like fuck this is really cool so i yeah. think it was a mix of that and a mix of like just being more comfortable pitching things and just like yeah because i guess i mean in in the skate world i kind of mainly just shoot like queer skaters or like gay skaters not always um but in the commercial world, I guess it was just different, even though I still would prefer to kind of just because it's fun. But I think life, it, art always like imitates life. And if you're happier and you're freer, then um, you just feel like more at ease, you know? So it definitely did. I wouldn't have done skatism or any of that for sure if I was like in the closet. Because sure. it would just be like, wait, why is Sam like some queer advocate when... And then it would be like, why is he not dating? And you know what I mean? It would just, yeah. to me, I think in my head, I'd be like, oh, it's causing rumors and like, yeah, yeah. blah, blah, blah sort of thing. So, yeah. Um, we probably better start wrapping up. You've got a plane to catch, yeah, haven't you? Yeah, um, Okay, well, I've got one more question. Yeah. And I guess it comes down to this responsibility thing that you've talked about. You know, you've talked about how you're like, you know, you're literally like on Instagram answering people's questions and stuff. So, you know, let's assume there's, there's a kid listening to this who's mm. been in your position. What, what would you say? Yeah, I think I would just say to just like be happy, you know, like if you want to come out, if that's the thing, then just like try, you know, tell a friend, tell your best friend, just pick like the low hanging fruit, I guess, someone you know that's going to be safe and just get it out there and like, give that sort of happiness a try um there's tons of like cities that have like 
like gay and lesbian centers, things. I don't know. I think I would say something like give it an effort and you'll be much happier because I think that depression and all that stuff creeps up on you in weird ways and yeah. you can kind of avoid it potentially, you know? Um, so yeah, I think I would be like, just try to live your truth. Um, you're cool. People will love you. Um, and it's kind of the same thing I said to that guy was like, that's a, a rite of passage, I guess, in coming out is you learn who your friends are and you, I think when you're younger, you're like, I should have the same friends when it's like, no, you should have healthy friends. And sometimes that means that that's a big distinction. your friends that are around you because they live by you might not be healthy. Yeah. So I guess that would be my biggest advice is find healthy friends, find people that like support you and hold on to them. It's okay to drift away from people that don't get your journey, um, that don't like support what you're doing. You don't have to hate them or whatever, but you really do need to find like your sort of like the chosen family is like the big, I'm doing that in air quotes, but um, you do have to find a group of people you feel comfortable with and don't delay that, you know, just go and like find that. I mean, obviously be safe, feel comfortable if you're in a dangerous situation, but like, yeah, work towards that happiness. Cause I didn't come out till I was like 30 and I wished I'd come out at 20 yeah. because well, whatever. I it, I don't regret like things in my life. You know what I mean. But I sure. think it would have been a much healthier twenties had I come out at twenty versus thirty. So there you go. That was me and Sam. Like I say, pretty nuanced conversation that one. I hope you enjoyed it. Really enjoyed chatting to Sam, and I recommend you check out his work with skatism. All the work being done by Pushing Borders. If you want to investigate this. Um, nascent strand of skate culture further now i'm well aware of what happens when gasp issues of gender and identity are brought up in our insular little world you get comments from people like why are you bringing this up we don't care about sexuality we just care if you're good at skateboarding now i'm sure those comments are well meant but they do also perpetuate the silence that surrounds the conversation and they do come from a place of privilege i.e from people let's be honest usually white people who haven't been affected by the issue at stake but still feel entitled to blithely comment on what is a nuanced, fast-moving debate that has been taking place for literally decades, despite the fact their lack of exposure to ideas that are common currency in mainstream culture, irony of ironies, means that they often lack the knowledge, the context, or the emotional vocabulary to contribute anything useful or indeed insightful to the debate. I am thinking of Terry A. blending into the Gus Kenworthy thing there. I'm going to say that up front. I mean, it's just proper cringe, if nothing else. At least educate yourself and acquaint yourself with the prevailing arguments if you are going to weigh in. Which is why the bravery of people like Sam and the work he's doing is really important. The more people are exposed to the reality of the debate and the reality of life for people like Sam, who, let's be clear, didn't feel able to be truthful about his sexuality, as he's explained in this conversation, for a long time, the more likely it is that attitudes will change for good. Like I say, that's exactly why I wanted to get Sam on the show and why I felt that was a really important conversation. So thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Feedback as ever, podcast at wearelookingsideways.com or you can get me at wearelooksideways on Instagram. You can see my show notes over at www.wearelookingsideways.com. 
You can support the podcast by leaving me a review on iTunes. They've definitely died off in a bit, probably because I've not mentioned it in about 30 episodes. You can do that. You can leave a review. I'm sure if you listen to other podcasts, then people always harp on about the fact that it's really important for helping people to find it. Um, You can buy some merch, which people did the other week when I had the free shipping. So thanks for that, because that is all, all good. And yeah, generally, um, let me know what you think of this whole thing. Like I say, I'm coming up to episode 100, which is meaning that I'm taking stock of the last couple of years. Can't quite believe I've managed to bang out 100 of these um, episodes. So if you are a long-term listener and you have got something out of this podcast over the last almost three years, I'd like to hear from you. I'd like to hear what you think. I'd like to, yeah, you know, give me your feedback. Always welcome. Um, I'm back next week with episode 99, which is with none other than the great David Carson. Wow. Um, I had to pinch myself on that one. Another really serendipitous episode, this one. He was staying at Gatwick Airport and um, agreed to do an interview with me. So I hopped on the train with Owen Tozer and we went and had a very enjoyable and surreal Tuesday night at the Ibis at Gatwick Airport with David Carson. Um, he is the world's most influential graphic designer and as I discovered a proper surf geek as well so keep him peeled for that one in the meantime have a good week I'll see you next time nice one <laughs>